104 is switched on and I'm joined by psychologist Leisha McGrath. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. So a new study has found that looking at your phone at work can lead to reduced stress. This was carried out by University of Galway, Professor Owen Whelan. Are you surprised by this? Um, really surprised. But then when I read into the body of the research, the, the headline is quite catchy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit um, misleading. It's one organization that they seem to have done the research on. And that company had originally banned personal use of phones in the 1990s for health and safety reasons. So they were for a number of years working in an organization where uh, managers were allowed to have their mobile phones, but the staff weren't. Now, they said it was to do with um, in case of, of accidents, mm-hmm. they were working with chemicals or whatever. But I think the the swing in, in, in the feedbacks and the positivity that the headline claims is maybe a little skewed when you look at it from that point of view that they were forbidden their phones and then they were given them back. So is it a matter of maybe getting a balance between, you know, maybe not taking them away completely? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think any adult responds well to being treated like a child. No, <laughs> so, which to my mind is what they did. I think I think we can have definitely if it's a danger in in certain work environments where there's chemicals and machinery or whatever, and there's no doubt that it, mobile phones can be distracting. So, of course, it can be a part of the job. But I don't think you take them away for the whole day. I think people should be allowed to access them on breaks, on their lunch break, you know. And, and there, there has to be a certain amount of agency. If you, like, if you treat people like children, you get children, you know. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some sort of co-created culture um, and rules of engagement around it, particularly if you work in an organization where, as I say, there's some danger. But for most of us that are just, you know, glued to our phones or they're, or they're part of our working life, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the same findings. I've worked in jobs where I've not had my phone and be locked in a locker for the entire day till you're kind of done or else lunchtime. I've also worked in a job where I, I have access to my phone whenever I want. And to be honest, I kind of liked the idea of not have to, like not having it in front of me for maybe, I don't know, eight hours, seven hours of the day. It was quite nice. Why was it nice? Because I suppose you're not constantly on, you're not constantly scrolling and looking at information, like you're not constantly taking on more info. You're kind of, I suppose, looking at the job at hand and you're just getting it done. Yeah, and I can understand that. I think, you know, the the problem with being on our phones all the time, and I think elsewhere in, in the study they reported that, that workers had checked their phones on average 150 times a day. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a kind of a standard enough metric. You know, you see huge variety in, in what's reported. But, you know, this constantly being on, as you say, the bombardment of information, the assault on our nervous system really not being able to kind of just calm. Like, we, we tend to pick up our phone even when we're having moments of, of pause, like on lunch breaks or, or even travel time. And actually, they don't, they're not conducive to our well-being, really, mm-hmm. in terms of the blue light, the posture, you know, the, the vision. There's all sorts of things that, that, that the damage that we know that they do. But I think it's, it's, for me, it comes down to, like you were saying at the beginning, balance. I think for a lot of jobs, you need to have your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly do. And, and that's okay. Um, but I think it's really about balance and it's really personal. And I could imagine a lot of people hyperventilating as opposed to being separated from their phone for eight hours, you know. But if it teaches you good habits, um, 
so be it. But I think what happens if your mind is racing and you're thinking, oh, my God, who's picking up Sanso from school? Mm-hmm. Did that happen with my mother? You know, is there an emergency? Who's getting the shopping? You know, all that kind of life stuff could, could you know, run the risk of taking over your head as well and, 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 and decreasing your focus on work. And that is something that came up in the study as well, that it did encourage a better work-life balance because like that, you could deal with minor things while still working as well. Exactly. Because, you know, we talk about productivity and it's essential, of course, that workers are are productive and we're there to do a job and that we deliver and all that. But we're not like, you know, nailing uh, productivity 100% of the time. There's also other elements of work, like where you have to have time to, to, to have the breaks that we talked about, but also there's time for training, there's time for, you know, it's socialising around you know the water the water the tap or the coffee or whatever building relationships with people having meetings that kind of thing so it's you know I think you can build your phone use into that more in inverted commas downtime you know we don't need to be you know shoulder to the cog of the wheel the whole time that's really unrealistic and I think they were saying that people were were in the study that people used about 56 minutes of non-related um, using their phone in a non-work-related way per day. And to me, that's that, that's a lunch hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if that's kind of dissipated throughout the day, then I think that's okay. Do we have an unhealthy relationship with our phones in general? Well, I mean, I'm certainly... I'm all kind of addicted, I think. Yeah. Like, they're designed that way for us to get a dopamine hit. I have to consciously leave it in the other room or leave it on silence, which I do. And, I like, I never bring it into the bedroom, that kind of thing. I charge it in another room overnight. Yeah. Um, but we know that there's science, again, that shows that, you know, if you wake up and the different brainwaves that are going on in your brain, if you look at your phone first thing, it can disrupt actually healthy brain function. We know the blue light can interrupt our sleep. And then there's the kind of, as I was saying, the always on, but this feeling that we're never caught up. There's always something that we have to reply to or we did, did we do enough of or are we good enough and all that kind of stuff from social media as well. Even though I love social media, you know, there can, there, there can, as we know, be downsides. So I think we are kind of addicted to our phones. They're designed that way. I think we need to learn to manage them in a better way. But I, I think as adults, we have to have the, that responsibility ourselves. I don't think... I'd vote, it wouldn't vote well for me if somebody, you know, told me I couldn't have something. It would just make me want to know the more. What are some ways that we can distance ourselves if we want to? Um, There are definitely apps that, you know, you say, okay, I'm not going to go on my phone for half an hour. And, you know, it's linked in with this like tree planting program and different things like that. Or you can, you know, decide that you, you know, maybe use your phone for like the Headspace app or the Calm app. Or, you know, I I often do like a meditation to like the sound of rain or waves or forest or something like that. And I think that can be useful. You're not actively looking, you're you're listening. Um, But I think putting it in, putting it in the other room, Taking the um, the the sound down, definitely having um, you know agreements around your family. Do we have phones at the table? Hopefully not. You know that we want to be able to have conversations. Maybe you know all of this double screening that happens if you're doing like Friday night movie on the couch and all of a sudden there's a movie on and everyone's on their phone as well. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. what are we doing? So I think we can have kind of gentle rules or guidelines around that, and it's important to be aware. Uh, we don't have all the signs. They are still they are still relatively new, and we don't have all the data. We know the data that we do have points to you know some some damaging 
effects and I suspect they'll be more more you know revealed over time but anything that controls you it, it's a good idea to try and, and wrestle that control back yeah. I think limit it a little bit if you can yeah yeah, yeah. to be aware the first step with all of this of course is awareness if people want to find out more where's the best place to go yeah so I'm on uh, com, l-e-i-s-h-a and um, LinkedIn like that, but also I have a pretty active um, Instagram, which is at start with three minutes. And I give a lot of free um, qualified psychology advice on there. There's a lovely community. So I'd encourage people to yeah, drop me a follow and get involved. Excellent. Leisha McGrath, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks so much.